You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Telling him to get out of his way. Lillard on a three. And he hits. Oh, oh my goodness. Damian Lillard, the late game assassin. Strikes again. Wow. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Thanks for hanging out on BetQL Daily. He's Kevin Rogers. I am Danny Parkins. Massive news in the NBA to get to in just a little bit. I want to let you know that you should download the BetQL app today. Use the promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps you beat the sports books. BetQL assists sports bettors of all types. From the first-time bettors to hardcore, making you more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Their algorithm analyzes over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the sports books. So get started at BetQL.com, also available on the Apple App Store and at Google Play. Once again, use that promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL will help you beat the sports books. So Adrian Wojnarowski reported uh, before we came on the air that Danny Ainge, the president of basketball operations for the Boston Celtics, was considering and reconsidering his role with the franchise. And then Sham Sharania piled on with the scoop that Ainge is out and Brad Stevens is leaving the bench and he's going to take over for Danny Ainge And now Brad Stevens is going to run the search for his replacement. This is a fascinating story to me, Rogers, on a number of levels. One, obviously, the failure of Danny Ainge with all of those assets after the fleecing of the Nets and all of those first-round picks and all of that cap space and just always leaking to the media, oh, we finished second for this player. We finished second. We almost got James Harden. We almost got Anthony Davis. We almost got Chris Paul. Like that was that was just everything that came out of, of Boston. It was just he, he, he hoarded his assets. He hoarded his assets. He hoarded his assets. And he never actually pulled the trigger and made the big move. But then also the Brad Stevens component, you take a top 10 coach in the NBA out of where he's great and try him in a role that he never has been. You could be, maybe you're getting better than Danny Ainge with Brad Stevens, but we don't know. And you're probably getting worse than Brad Stevens on the bench. This is a very curious move by the Celtics. The only thing, Danny, I can think of right now is how Brad Stevens isn't kicking himself for taking the 80 million or whatever the number was from Indiana. Whatever that crazy number was, the Indiana Hoosiers were going to offer him 
to come home and be the head coach and save their program. I'm fine here. I'm fine with the Celtics. No, you're not fine, obviously, because you quit as head coach. Now you're going to be a president of operations, which you've never done before. Not saying he's not qualified for it, but you could have had the state of Indiana at your feet and had money, um, that endless money to be the head coach there, and they would have loved you. I got to think how much he's kicking himself for not taking that job. But as far as the Celtics go, I mean, let's not make it out to be that the Celtics are in a bad spot. You still have Jason Tatum, a great young star. You'll have Jalen Brown. You have Kemba for a few more years. And you're right about Danny Ainge that it was always woulda, coulda, shoulda. When's the last time the Celtics, you know, really did anything? I mean, when you think about going to the NBA Finals, it was what? Back with Doc Rivers? That's how yeah, far back we're going? Yeah, it was, it was, it was Pierce. That's 2008. So, right? well, yeah, that's that, that Celtics-Lakers Finals. But, I mean, the thing is, the Nets are the super team. Yeah. And you fleeced the Nets. And for years, you just held on. We got draft picks. We got draft picks. We got draft picks. And listen, Tatum is awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a I'm a Jason Tatum believer. Like, I, I think he can be all NBA. I think he could be a top 10 guy. Like, I, I think Jason Tatum can be a one on a championship team. And I know that that is not a majority opinion around NBA circles. But, but I'm a Tatum believer. So, good job there. But those other guys that you mentioned, like, Kemba is good. Right. Jalen Brown is good. That the the core that they have has a very low ceiling, in my opinion. And so I you don't have to blow it up in the sense that like you don't have to tear it down to the studs and get bad and get back in the lottery, but there's got to be an honest acknowledgement here that the team that you have maybe is likable, maybe plays hard, maybe the fans have some degree of connection. To them because they've been there a while but overall like this is a second round ceiling team as currently constituted with the boston celtics and i have no and you're right i have no idea how brad stevens is going to do but my guess is man that's it's just a different amount of power right he showed that he could do it in college then he showed that he could do it in the pros like nobody thinks that brad stevens is a bad nba head coach he's not eric spolstra he's not the best coach but he's, he's a good NBA coach. So he showed that he could be a good NBA head coach. Now he's just taking on a new challenge. Like he, he strikes me as a little bit of a competition-aholic, which I, I personally respect. Yeah, and, and look, we saw what he did at Butler, taking them to the, the championship game back-to-back years. He was obviously great there, put them on the map, put mid-majors on the map. And then going to the Celtics, you said, oh, wow, you know that, that's kind of an interesting move. But he was able to do it because a lot of college coaches, Danny, I mean, we can name them through the years, Rick Pitino, great college coach, major failure in the NBA. Brad Stevens was not a failure in the NBA. He did as well as he could considering the talent, but also you wonder too, you know you're already the third best team in your division. You know Brooklyn, as long as they keep their core together, and Philadelphia with Embiid and Simmons, and now they have an upgrade in head coach with Doc there, that you're already the third best team. Toronto's fallen off the map. New York has improved a lot, but we know the Knicks aren't there yet, and we're seeing that now in the series against Atlanta. But you're going in, and I just wonder where this started. Is this a Danny Ainge said, I'm done, let's move Brad up? Was this Brad said, I'm done, and then now the dominoes fall? Where, you know, Danny, we've, we've had your time with you. Let's move on. We, you know, we kind of peaked with you a little bit. Let's try somebody new. That's where I kind of wonder where this happens. And then who's the next head coach? Who's that guy? I, uh, Danny, looking back at last year, seeing what the Bulls did and getting Billy Donovan, all right, who was, a, again, great college coach, University of Florida. 
did a lot of very good things at OKC with the superstars he had. And I know it's a rebuilding process in Chicago. I thought that was a great move. Who's going to be that guy in Boston? Are they going to get another established head coach? You can't go the college route again. So that's where I'm curious of where do you go now if you're the Celtics for that head coaching job? Yeah, I don't know. But I I can tell you this. You're almost assuredly going to downgrade. And I I don't know how you feel about it. I don't think that there's a bunch of difference makers at coach in the NBA. It's not like football, right? right. Where, where there's a huge range between best coach in the NFL, worst coach in the NFL, best coach in the SEC, worst coach in the SEC. I don't think there is a huge range. I think there are a few bozos. You mentioned the Chicago situation. Like Jim Boylan was a bozo. And then I think there are a few. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Eric Spolstra, Rick Carlisle, guys at the at the upper echelon. And Brad Stevens is closer to that. And then I think there's a huge middle class, of which I would include Billy Donovan, that is just, they're just guys. They're just, they... They got some things that they're good at. Maybe some are better at teaching and player development. And some guys are worse at in-game strategy and adjustments over the course of a seven-game series or whatever. But just there's like a 20 guys or whatever that are in the middle class. It's exceptionally likely that Boston's going to downgrade at coach. But I would say it's probably – you can't do much worse than Danny Ainge. With all of those assets to, to spin that up into Jason Tatum and a bunch of dudes, like – you can't really do much worse. So hopefully for Boston's sake, like I I feel better about Boston going forward that Danny Ainge is out than I do worried about Boston because Brad Stevens is off the bench. Because I just think that you can make a much bigger impact in the NBA in Danny Ainge's job than in Brad Stevens's old job. And also it was tough last year to grade the bubble. And I'm based in Very. South Florida and – I still think the Heat were a bit of a fraud last year in the bubble. I think, you know, if they would have faced Milwaukee at Milwaukee, they would have faced Boston at Boston, they would not have gotten to the finals. They beat the Bucks and the Celtics because they were playing on a neutral site, and it was weird for everyone. I don't think the Lakers were fraud champions. Lakers were the best team. I don't have a problem with them winning the title, but I think the Heat were a bit of a fraud. So the point is the Celtics got to the conference finals last year. That A lot of people forget that, but you say, all right, well, is that, you know, can we put it the asterisk by it and say, well, you know, they beat Toronto in the second round. And Milwaukee was an early exit. And, you know, Brooklyn didn't have Kyrie. They didn't have Durant last year. So that's where it's so tough to grade. But again, Brad Stevens didn't get fired. He did this on his own. And he decided to take a bigger job in the organization. But like I said before, that the Celtics, that right now they are not an elite team in the Eastern Conference. They're not an elite team in their own division. So now they have a lot of things to uh, 
to kind of fix moving forward because you need you see Brooklyn successful, even though they've done nothing yet in a sense, but they have three of the best players in the game. And Boston has a good young player, but you need more than that to be successful. You absolutely do. And I am I would love to know how much money Brad Stevens got to do this. Like I would be I would just be to turn down basically any college job you want and to take on that headache and clean up that mess. I bet you he got paid in order to take this promotion. Um I I it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's one of the five highest paid executives in the NBA with absolutely no experience doing it because that is a that is a very very difficult pressure cooker of a job. We got a quadruple header in the NBA uh tonight. I will just say that BetQL says that the Hawks who are up 3-1 in the series, the game's obviously in the Garden in New York, gives the Hawks a 54% chance to win the game outright and they're a one and a half point dog on the spread. I personally am rooting for my guy Derrick Rose and Tibbs and Taj Gibson. Like, so my, my heart is with the Knicks, but they've shown to be outclassed there. So if I was going to recommend a play tonight, I'd go with BetQL and, and, and play the Hawks if you could be dispassionate about it. What about you? Anything in particular jump out to you of interest in the four games we have tonight in the NBA? Well, Danny, we have to mention that favorites so far in the first round, 35 games are 26 and nine straight up. They're 24 and 11 against the spread twice, twice so far in this round, we have seen an underdog cover in a loss. That was the Heat in game one against the Bucks, the overtime defeat and Washington in game one against Philadelphia. So basically don't take the points thinking they're going to cover and lose because we have not seen that. It could change any time. I do like the Knicks a little bit here, Danny, in this game that if you just rewind it, okay, three and four, they were bad in Atlanta. They had a really good home court advantage in one and two. Trey Young hit that shot at the end. The Knicks were down big and came back, which uh, was good to see. And then game two, they held Atlanta to 35 or 38 points in the second half. So I wouldn't exactly call the Knicks dead yet. I mean, I probably think they lose in six, but I think the Knicks can get this one tonight. Julius Randle, if he could be okay, you mentioned Derrick Rose, and he's just had a resurgence in this series. If Julius Randle can be okay, I think the Knicks have a really good shot at this one tonight. No Embiid for the Sixers. You just wonder if they could just get that series over with. And, you know, obviously it's like the same thing with Anthony Davis in L.A., that how far can the Sixers go without Embiid? And the other two games, you got to think Utah finishes off Memphis. Grizzlies had that uh, that exciting game against the Warriors. They beat Utah without Dominic Mitchell in the first game. But since Mitchell's return, Jazz are 3-0. and They're on fire. And in the, uh, in the fourth game tonight, Clippers-Mavs, I actually like Dallas in this one. I think for as bad as Dallas looked in game four, I got to think they're better here in game five. I know they shot lights out in one and two. They were terrible in game four. Clippers, they're you know they're not dead yet. It's now 2-2. But I think Dallas leaving home was a good thing because they were so terrible at home that going back to Staples where they shot well, I think this is one where they hang around. I think that if you have a, a Sixers future or anything like that, don't worry about it. And it's actually not even a terrible time to pile on. You can get them at like plus 450 to win the East. Like if you are a Sixers believer, there's a little bit of inflation there, in my opinion, in that price because of the Embiid uncertainty. I think he's just missing a game, maybe two. Uh, word is it's not that bad. And they can win this series tonight without him. So I think that there's a good chance that they're just going to soft pedal the Embiid injury so that he could be back for the second round and beyond. 
Quick point on that, Danny, that the good thing about Philadelphia is you only get either Brooklyn or Milwaukee. You don't have to face both of them. You get Atlanta or New York in the next round. So exactly. you, you have the path to go to the Eastern Conference Finals and hope you can get past one of those teams. He's Kevin Rogers. I'm Danny Parkins. Coming up, we can get a little bit more into the games tonight that Brad Stevens' news, Danny Ainge news, was obviously a, uh, a Shams bomb if you will, within the NBA. And I love when those NBA newsbreakers are competing. It's like a betting thing in itself. Who's going to break the news? It's going to be Shams. It's going to be Woj. Woj or Shams. But also, Western Conference Futures and Bucks Nets. Maybe the best series in terms of matchup and style in the entire NBA playoffs. We've got the breakdown. i got a strong play on a series in that one. You're locked in to the BetQL Audio Network.